If you feed them, they will come. Amen. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things. This doesn't look like the kind of buffet I want to go to. And birds of the air. Okay? And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, no, this must be a, this is from the, this, this is from the devil. Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. I'm above all that. And a voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. Be careful who you call common. Oh, but Pastor, you don't know how they're... Careful. God has his hands even on sinners. Careful. Careful. Listen, this was done three times. And the object was taken up into heaven again. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let's keep going. Now, while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had, meant, which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate, and they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. Mm -hmm. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Did you ever have God put some things together for you? Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Okay? And the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself you know, am also a man. And he talked with him. He went in and found many who had come together. Wow. Then he said to them, I know how unlawful it is, unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or uncommon. You're not better than some people you think you're better than. Yeah, but I'm special. Yeah, you're you're special. Therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I asked then, for what reason have you sent me? Now, I won't read the rest of the story, but you know what happened. They began to pray, they began to worship, and the Holy Ghost fell. Just like it did on the day of Pentecost. And these, un, these common <laughs> sinner people... That aren't, up to this point, only Jewish people were getting saved. You need to understand that. No Gentile had gotten saved. Eat with, talk about prejudice. You need to understand, this is a serious thing in their society. You talk about prejudice, this is prejudice. Remember, they were called dogs. So you got this prejudice. They're not, they're, even the, the law said you couldn't even touch them. If you touch them, then you're unclean. 
All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost falls on them, and all these Gentiles are speaking in tongues. And Peter's like, can't fight this. They're speaking in tongues just like we were speaking in tongues. How many know tongues are a sign? Glory to God. Let's get into that. Tongues are a sign. They're all speaking in tongues. God opened a whole new portal, and thanks to that moment, you're saved. Thanks to that portal, that spread all over the world, and people were getting saved. So let's, let's let's look at this, gather some lessons from it, because we need to understand that God, God's, in, God's in charge. <laughs> it, it reminds me of Abraham when he was about to sacrifice his son, not, and, and his son said, where's the ram? And, and, and Abraham's like, yeah, you're the ram. And he's about to kill him, but while, while Abraham was going up one side of the mountain, a ram was going up the other side of the mountain. Listen, sometimes you can't see the provision that God is making. You can't see the answer, amen, that you've been praying for. You don't know, you haven't got a clue how God's going to take care of it. But while you're climbing up one side, wondering how God's going to do it, the answer's already climbing up the other side of the mountain, and you'll meet in the middle if you'll just obey God. Give him praise. Glory to God, amen. It's called a divine appointment. And God's going to be doing a lot more of those in your life. So let's get to these points. Number one, be careful who you exclude. I don't need him. I'm over that. Be careful who you exclude. Because the very person that you want nothing to do with might be the person who holds the answer to your prayer. He might even be an unsaved person. Who knew that God would use Cornelius a long ways away from Joppa, a Roman centurion, a Roman officer, why would God use him to change the whole course of Christianity? Why would God use someone who's really not even a Christian yet, who doesn't understand the whole impact or theology of what was happening? Be careful who you exclude from your circle. That's why Jesus said, love your enemies. Your enemy might have what you need. Even if you're selfish, you ought to love everybody. I believe God's about to surprise you. Joseph had no idea what was going on in his life when his brothers threw him in a pit. Joseph had no idea when, when, when Pharaoh's wife or whoever's wife that was turned on him and he, and he got thrown in the prison falsely accused. But you know what? While he was in prison, he said, well, while I'm here, I might as well clean up the place. So he starts organizing things, and they begin to recognize his skill and his gifts, and they put him in charge of the prison. Amen? He's, he's nice to the, what is it, the baker and the cook? He's, he's nice to these guys. Didn't have to be nice to them. He's nice to them. They get out. They forget about him, but eventually they remember him, and that becomes his ticket out. Glory to God. Amen. And he becomes the second most powerful man in the most powerful kingdom on the planet Earth. 
Don't worry about where you are now because, mm, because God is sending somebody into your life. Amen. If you'll just recognize and love everybody, God will use anybody to get you where you need to go. Glory to God. Number two, God knows your address. He knew where Peter was. He knew where Cornelius was. God knows exactly where you are. Not talking just about your physical address, but he knows where you are emotionally. He knows where you are spiritually. When you feel alone, he knows it. When you're depressed, he knows it. When you're happy, he knows it. When you need an answer, he knows it. He's got your address. And he's got the address of your answer. And he can put the two together any way he wants to do it. Come on, church. Number three, it's time to let go of the past and old notions. <laughs> no, Lord, I've never. I'm a good Jew. Well, guess what? You're now a Christian. Sometimes we got to let go of some things to get to where God wants us to go and to be. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? You got to let go of some things, let go of some old notions. Yeah, yesterday I, we met with uh, about, uh, about 12 pastors and their wives that are what we call first-term pastors. They're in their first pastorate. There's about 30 of them, and, uh, and I'm over that ministry now. Yeah. I went back and I was sharing the way it was for me when I first came to the old Roseland Church 41 years ago. We've been through some things. Anyway, I can relate to you, you know, and now it's, I, and when I came in, I didn't have anybody to help me. And I said, now you do. In fact, the only guy, the district overseer came over uh, from the Stuart Road Church. That was the district church, what they called it. And he came over when I first got appointed, and I figured, oh, here's a guy who can help me. His only advice, the only thing he said to me is, Bruce, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> That's it. Bye. Call me if you need me. I never called him. I didn't know anybody in Ohio. I didn't, my, daddy was, uh, my daddy was not a Church of God guy. I had no connections. I didn't know anybody. Oh, my God. It was something. But anyway, <laughs> we sit down with these guys. And I'm saying, listen, I know really what they're going through now, I didn't have to go through back then. It's a whole different world. It's a whole different culture. And church, if we're going to win the lost, we can't be the church of the 60s, 70s, 80s. We're not going to change the message. We got to be willing. We can't just sit here and say, well, I'm saved. If they want to get saved, they know where the church is. Jesus said, go. He didn't say, hang around till they come. He said, go ye, go to all the nations. Isn't that what Kyle's doing? 
Go to all the now. I tell people Kyle is actually making Jesus come back early. Because he's going where nobody else goes. All right? He said, when it's preached everywhere, I'm coming back. Come on. Every time you give, you're making Jesus come back earlier sooner. That's, that's an amazing thought. But imagine for a moment that God called you to be a missionary to, uh, to Brazil. So you go to Brazil, you rent a space, and you start preaching in English. And everyone you talk to, you speak to them in English. And you can't figure out after three years that why nobody got saved. If you're going to go preach in Brazil, you need to learn Portuguese. You need to learn how to talk their language. Same message, different language. How many know we're trying to reach a generation that's speaking a very different language? And we need to learn the methods. We need to learn how they think, why they think what they think, what their needs are, what makes them tick. And we need to make that effort. That's why I said it's going to have to be an effort to win the law. we got to love them, quit judging them. You know, it hit me. It really hit me. It's one of those things you always knew, but you, it hits you, you know, that we're supposed to preach good news. No, no, you didn't get it. Good news. I hear a lot of people preaching bad news. What do I mean by that? They're judgmental. They're angry. They're ugly. They treat people badly. They talk about they're going to hell. I see these signs on the, on the highway. You're going to hell. Oh, that, they're just flocking to that sign. Yeah, hell's real, but it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. They don't need to be. Jesus said, I didn't even come to judge the world. I came here to love them into the kingdom. Amen. I preach you, you're just soft. No, no, it's a lot harder to love them than it is to judge them. Believe me, to love them takes a lot of effort. It t- it's going to take everything you got to love these people that are spitting in your face. It'll take a lot more backbone to love them into the kingdom. Yes, t- yes, we got to preach right and wrong and all that. I understand that. But ultimately, they need to see They need to see the goodness. Has God been good to you? Well, my God, why aren't you sharing the good news? Every time you preach to somebody, you need to ask yourself the question, am I preaching good news? And sometimes the good news is you're a sinner, but we understand that. Y'all okay? Time to let go of the past we got to find, remember, we need to be canoeing in the mountains. we got to find a new way to do things. The way we've been taught isn't going to work. This is a whole different world. The old gods are back. They're back. And we're living, America is fast, I mean, fast becoming a very dark place. Wow. I read this the other day, only 16% of Americans believe the Bible is the Word of God. 16%. What do they believe? If it feels good. Number, whatever. Oh, you're all good. 
You think, well, I'm going to count him because I know he won't go past seven. I know he won't. <laughs> Number four, <laughs> there's 12 points. No, there's not. Listen, if you can catch this vision, there's something waiting at the door. These guys, these guys are knocking on Peter's door while God's dealing with him up on the rooftop. God's trying to make a connection for you, a portal for you, where you can touch heaven and start receiving a download like you have never received before. It, is this preaching okay? I, I don't know. Some of you think, eh, I wish you preached something else. Are you okay? You know, it's not always all about you. You know, you know. Come on. I'm here to tell you there is a door, and there's something waiting at the door. Actually, in this story, there's two doors. There's Peter's door, and there's Cornelius' door. Are you following me? Peter's door needed to be opened so Peter can get out of where he was. Cornelius's door needed to be open so Peter could get in to the next thing that God wants. Some of you need a door to get out of the mess you're in, and you need another door to get into the place where you need to be. Oh, someone help me in this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you need doors to close, and some of you need doors to open. Glory to God. Ah. A door, a door. What is it? A door is a place of access. It's a place you can get in, get out. But I want, to, I want you to get this next point. The door is always smaller than the room. It's, it's not about so much the door. I, I, I don't know how many times I've seen people, oh, I opened the door. I'm going to do the gritty. I'm going to do the gritty. Y'all don't know what the gritty. Okay. I don't do it well anyway. <laughs> the door is just the door. The door will always lead you into a place greater than the door. Some rooms are small, some rooms are large, but they're all bigger than the door. God doesn't want to just get you through something. He wants you to get you in a space where the glory of God can fill your life as never before ever experienced in your life. Give him praise. Psalms 31 and verse 8. Let's, let's go through this. And hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a... You didn't put me in the enemy's camp. You put me in a room, in a large, in a large room. Proverbs 18 and 60. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. God, God's giving you a gift, and that gift will, that's why you got to discover your gift, because your gift will bring you to a room. Ah, whew. It'll bring you before great men. In other words, he'll bring you to a place where people can bless you and help you. Psalms 80, verse 8 and 9. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou hast cast out the heathen and planted it. Thou preparest 
room before it and it's caused it to take deep root and it filled the land. God did that. Next point. Aren't you proud of me how I'm flying through these points? <laughs> well, some of you do have the notes in front of you. You follow along, right? I could talk about you having a door, but some of you need to realize you are a door. Peter was Cornelius's door, and Cornelius was Peter's door. Not only are you a door, but some of you need to realize you need to work with other people that are doors. That you might have their door and they might have your door. We're talking about having your back. This goes beyond having your back. This is, I've got your door. We need to start telling, shaking people, and, and not shaking people, shaking people's hands and hugging on people and say, I got your door. Wherever God wants to put you, I'm there with you. I'll support you. I'll pray with you. Amen. And, and your door might be my door. And maybe I've got your door. Maybe you got my door. But we are doors. Psalms 84 and verse 10. For a day in your court is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God that dwell in the tents of wickedness. We think of just someone who's just opening. No, spiritually, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. I'd rather be the one who helps people. I'd rather be the one that gets people to where they got to go. I want to be the guy who could put his foot in the door for somebody and get them into the presence and purpose of God for their lives. Give God praise, amen. Woo, glory, hallelujah. This is not the microphone. <laughs> it's nourishment, but it's not the microphone. I found myself talking into it. Lord. Revelation chapter 3. I need a revelation. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. And no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. You've kept my word. And you've not denied my name. Skip down, same chapter, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door, and I'm knocking. See the two doors? He said, I've opened my door. But now, it's like these double doors at the, at the uh, hotel. Right? You know what I'm saying? You can, you can share a room. There's, there's a door. I told you that story about the kids one day that were screaming. They were knocking on the door. And I thought, oh, my God, they're going to come through that door any minute. And here I am. Never mind. And then it dawned on me, they can open their door all they want. They can't open my door. Listen, the devil can open... The devil will try to, the devil's got a door too, and he'll knock on your door. He'll try to get in, but I'm here to promise you, whatever doors he opens, he can't get in your door as long as you keep your door locked. Yeah. 
Those kids, they could pound on that door all day long. I'm just laying there in the bed saying, you ain't getting in here. You don't even have a doorknob. Woo! Glory to God. I looked at it. I said, I got the doorknob. Listen, God's saying, I'm giving you a door. I'm giving you a doorknob. He said, my door is already open. You just need to open your door, and everything will start coming into the room. Give God praise. Amen. I'll come in and dine with you and sup with you. He says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That's the last verse of chapter 3, and then chapter 4, verse 1, starts with this. Revelation 4.1 says, Revelation 4.1, let's go there. It's on my list. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. I think John must have opened his door. And when you open your, see, this is the key. Some of us sit behind locked doors wondering when God's going to bless us. There's a door you need to open. You need to make the effort. Open the door by faith and say, I'm stepping through. I don't know what's in the next room, but I'm going. Glory to God. A door, a, so he says, I looked, and behold, a door standing open. Do you hear that? Standing open. Wow. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, Get on up here, and I will show you things which must, must take place after this. Get up here. Get up here. The door is open. First Chronicles 15, 23 and 24. I like this. That's about David and David's mighty man. First Chronicles 15. But that guy and Elkanah were, were doorkeepers for the ark. So were all those other guys. And they, they were to blow the trumpet before the ark of God. And Obed-Edom and Jehiah also doorkeepers for the ark. What's the ark? The presence. Even more than doorways for you and opportunities and great things and miracles and signs and wonders, some of us are doorkeepers for the ark. We're you might be holding back the very power and presence of God because God has designated you a doorkeeper for the ark. All during the service, somebody needs to be praying and being a doorkeeper. Whew, glory to God. I believe God can use people as they dance and the banners as, as doorkeepers. For the, how many believe God can use the worship team as doorkeepers to the ark, the presence of God? Ah, but so many times God will use you as a doorkeeper, just you being obedient, something small in the service. Sometimes even just a prayer that you pray silently in your seat can sometimes open a door in the worship service that changes everything. No one will know it until eternity that it was you. <sighs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, I feel the Lord in this place. I'm just, 
kind of slowing down because I just want to make sure we're doing. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. As pastor, I want to be your doorkeeper. I want to open doors. I want to see things happen, my God. But I got to realize, too, some of you are my doorkeepers. I know some of you are sincere when you tell me, Pastor, I pray for you every day. You're doorkeepers to my life. Some people like to judge their pastor every day. You know, it's like, hmm. Dang, God, will you just pray this for me? God, open a door for pastor. Put him in a large room. How many believe that would bless you? If you bless the head, how many know the body? God, he's in this place. We've been praying for souls to be saved and recommitted every Sunday. Been praying for signs and wonders. I want you to add something to this list. God, make this place a portal. There may not be a lot of them in the world. I don't care if it's just a handful. I want us to be one of them. I don't know if that means a lot of people are coming or if there's just going to be a lot of power. I don't know. Don't care. I just want to. I was telling I was telling those guys yesterday, I said, one of these days, I'm going to present the church to Jesus. Here they are. I'm going to be looking back and saying, I wish that one wasn't in here, but <laughs> kind of kind of making us look bad, but I don't know what that's going to be like, but I guess if you made it to heaven, you're okay, right? <laughs> but what a proud moment that's going to be as we, because we, there's a corporate anointing. There's a blessing that only comes on us as a people, as a church. That's why you need to join it, because God's saying, what I'm doing here, I may not be doing somewhere else. It doesn't make us better than anybody. It's just we're, we're just, we're just, every church is like that. Every church has a calling. Some of, us, some of them don't even realize it. Some of them have abandoned it. Some of them are dying. 1,500 churches a month are closing. Many more will close because they're getting old. <laughs> There's just nobody left. If you're in, the 40, in your 40s, you're the youth group. I mean, it's getting bad. Well, aren't you glad that? In all the age groups from 20 to, to the 70s, uh, we're, we're, we've, got, we've got a lot of people in every one of those categories. God's raising up. A, that's what I love about far-flung tin can. They're, almost all of them are in their 20s and 30s, and they're on fire for God. This generation, we're losing this entire generation. But every time I see them, I just want to break out into tears. I said, there's hope yet for this generation. There's, there's people in that generation. Maybe only 1% are left, but they're stepping up in power and authority that a lot of us have never known. And God's going to use them for a great move of God in these last days. Ah, give God praise if you believe what I'm saying.
Ah. And I just feel like it's my job. (laughs) Get you ready for the rapture. Get you ready. But before the rapture, we might see persecution like you've never thought could happen in America. We need to get ready. We may lose our building. Who knows? But we've got to be the people of God if we have to meet in a cemetery somewhere. That's what they did in Rome. They just met in the catacombs. Let's go down. Let's go to church. Where's that? Uh, underground cemetery. Okay, I'll be right there. Is it air conditioned? Comfortable chairs? How many know this world's changing really fast? How many are ready to stand your ground? I'm not saying be ugly. I'm not saying fight, as it were. We don't fight flesh and blood. I'm just saying you're willing to know who you are. And I love all of you, whichever one of the 32 genders you are. I love all of you. (laughs) If you think you're a cat, meow. You know, we could solve the cat thing with the kids. Just, just tell them from now on, you have, you have to go in the litter just in, and clean it up. That would solve that. They wouldn't be cats very long. I don't know what this world's getting to, but you say, well, okay, okay, it's okay if, if a man marries a man and a woman. Well, that's, you, know, you know that's just the doorway the next thing is you can marry as many as you want. Right? Sister wives. Which has always been weird to me. I don't know. I mean, all I can handle is the one I got. And I'm not so sure I handle her. Amen. I love her. But, you know, that's... We went on this cruise. We've been cruising for, what, 20 years? First time Gloria and I ever been on a cruise alone. And I'm still here. I warned her. I said, Gloria, there are cameras everywhere. Don't be throwing me overboard. They will catch you. It was great. We had a great time. Didn't hardly know how to act, but we had a great time. Times are changing a lot. You've heard me say it now, right? Over and over. It seems like all the messages I refer to it somewhere because we, we just don't, you know, May, Mayberry, that county in North Carolina has now has the highest crime rate in North Carolina. Mayberry's not Mayberry. Barney was given two bullets. <laughs> world has changed and we and it's you can sit around and gripe about it all you want but you need to start loving these strange people you need to start loving whoever they are whatever they do however they talk just start loving on them they need to see the goodness of god he's a good good father 
Come on, a worship team. Let's, if you don't hurry up, I'll just keep talking. Okay. <laughs> you know what the problem of, of preaching 4,000 messages <laughs> is as you're preaching, you keep thinking about those 4,000 messages and you, you, they keep coming up. And people say, no, you know, if something comes in your head, just preach it. No, nah, that's not always God. Just a good thought. Stand to your feet. Amen. Oh, Jesus. I want you to imagine a permanent porthole over our church. And when I say over our church, I don't mean just the building on Sunday morning. I'm talking about a porthole that has flashlights going out from that's over your home, your property, in your car while you're driving. Jesus. <laughs> you know, when that, when, when that, when that guy sideswiped us on the highway, we were accelerating. We were, uh, Issa was in the back seat. Gloria was on the side that the car hit us. We're accelerating to 60, 70 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, something, you know, rips across the right side. It happened so fast, I couldn't even see who it was that hit us. How many know when you're accelerating like that and somebody hits into the side of your car, you can easily spin out of control, have an accident, you know, we could have been dead. I wouldn't be retired, I'd be dead. <laughs> you definitely have to replace me then. But we just stayed in our lane and kept on driving. $6,000 damage. And it only costs 4000 so the rest is in the bank. God is good. God is good. Oh, I... What are you doing, preacher? I'm just feeling Jesus all over me, and I don't know what to do. Maybe you ought to help me worship. Can we get a hand up? Did you notice when your hands are raised, you're like a funnel? Why don't you be a funnel right now? Woo! Father, heal the sick. Anybody here that you're not ready to go to heaven. You have doubts. You got some fears about it. You need to come up here. You need to just find your way up here and say, Pastor, let's just pray together. And I believe God will make a difference in your life. If you need a healing touch, there's healing here. Those balms of Gilead. Oh, I want to preach that. It's, it's here, that, that healing balm that God's putting on people right now. If you, if you need prayer for whatever the reason, just we're only, we're only going to take a few minutes. Just be patient. If you need prayer, would you just make your way up here and let, let God heal you. And, and by the way, the communion tables are open, so you come, come and, <clears throat> and re, bring your family and let's receive communion together.
Oh, Jesus, my healer, my healer. Listen, I don't mean to scare you, but the enemy is going to try everything he can to divide you with your spouse, to divide you from the church, to put thoughts in your head. Nobody loves me. Sickness may come. But I intend on trusting Jesus. Anybody with me? I'm going to trust the Lord. I don't have to understand it. I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to believe God. Ah, Jesus, right now. Right now, I'm going to trust you, Lord. Ah. (laughs) There he is, 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 there he is. Now, in Jesus' name. Oh, what a comfort to know him. What a, what a, Lord, let her feel the peace of God in her mind, in her spirit. Healing flow, let healing flow, yet healing flow in the name of Jesus. Let the Glory flow from head to foot. I rebuke confusion in the name of Jesus. And let the peace, let the peace of God, let the peace of God overwhelm her spirit mm, as we just relax and are seated in heavenly places. Glory to God in Jesus' power. There it is. In his powerful name. In his powerful name. Listen, the Lord is saying he's going to stake you like a tent stake. Mm. He's going to ground you so no wind or storm can move you. Whoo, glory to God. In Jesus' powerful name. Touch him with healing before the surgery. Touch him and let him acknowledge you as his healer in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, I thank you. The answer is already coming up the other side of the hill. In Jesus' name. Woo, glory to God.
Okay. other side of the mountain. In Jesus' name, we leave it in your hands right now. Leave it in your hands right now. You don't have to understand it to trust it. Come on, we got to sing this. We've got to sing this. This is an amazing song. Come on, receive communion. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's sing this. What a theme song this could be. After me, after your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after. It's running after you. His goodness, his blessing. Father, touch her right now, right? Just get a hold of it. In Jesus' name, we trust you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You have been faithful. Sing it like a testimony. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. What a great presence we have here this morning, man. I want to read the blessing this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, God, for this church. God, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. 